individuals can't change it. I don't want to change it. I want it to change me. <laughs> and I'm still in the changing business, believe it or not. Praise God. Uh, you know, we, we thank God for it. And, uh, and that's another thing, you know, uh, Brother Oldham made that clear to all of us Thursday. He said, don't be afraid to readjust. You know, if you have to, as things come your way and whatever, uh, best what suits. He said, every family, every church, every pastor cannot handle everything just like. Uh, so that's the reason he even talked about the methods that some use, stay in contact, to stay in connection. And that's the biggest fear right there, staying in contact. So if for some reason we don't get to continue to have service, you know what? You know, the power's still working. We got phones. We can stay in connection. We can talk to one another. We can encourage one another. We can pray for one another. We're going to take the same time that we always did. We're going to use that for time of praying. We're two or three gathered together. That, you know, I'm going to take that outside the box a little bit. That doesn't necessarily always have to be here. Amen. But thank God that we do gather because, see, that's my biggest concern. And I mentioned that to some of them. Uh, what about when you get through with this and they got so content, so satisfied of just sitting at the house in their pajamas? Amen. Why? Watching you. I'm telling you, that'll be a spirit to deal with. They can say what they want to. It, it's, so we got to address it. Anyway, again, I'm not throwing stones. I'm just telling you, and they admit it. Everybody admit it. We agreed. Everybody agreed. I'm telling you, it was a good meeting. It really was. We heard from, from Canada. We heard from the West Coast, the East Coast, and even in the mid. So he had somebody with technology <laughs> from all of these areas. And, uh, hey, some of them's already got a lot worse than we do. Some of them already had to be chlorine. Some of them always had to be put, you know, uh, and things. And all their services already canceled. Here's, here's what some of them's having to face. And I told them, I said, praise God, I'm in the rural area. <laughs> uh, we can handle it different. Because I had some talk about, hey, all the churches are on one street. And uh, he sure didn't want to send the message if, if he was the only one that he was trying to defy or rebel against the government at all. He didn't want to, after this thing's over with, to put such a bad taste in some people. He didn't want to do that. But at the same time, he said, hey, I want my people fed. I want them encouraged. I want them to make sure, you know, we stand as connected as we can. So we're, we're trying to play a balance act here. But here we are. Focus thought. <clears throat> Jesus showed us how to what? To resist Satan over temptation by what? The power of God's word. He's going to be with us. He's going to help us. He's going to keep us. I told somebody this week, I said, well, if I'm going to get it, I'd rather get it at the house of God than any other place. Now, I didn't say that as a tool or a means to say, hey, we're going to go to church no matter what. I didn't mean that. What the, the argument there was, amen, you know, if, 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 I, if I got it and I died from it, at least when I face the Lord, I said, well, at least I got it at the house of God. That's better than getting it at Walmart. Or, or, surely that ought to count for something, you know. Uh, amen. We was there. So, but, but you know, cause, and the point of that is, you know, if, if I'm not going to come to the house of God, Lord help us. And I know there's places you're going to have to go. But it, it ought not be, especially in service time. Let's continue to practice that. And it ought not be in places we ain't had no business going. Or connecting with people we didn't have no business connecting with. So, uh, praise God. So here we are. Focus verse is found in Luke 4 and 4. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. I thought, man, what a verse. Amen. For this particular time and season that we're in. Praise God. What a well placed. And I'd actually already thought of the verse, and then here it is. Amen. In this lesson. Praise God. Thank God that we don't live by bread alone and by the resources, the powers of just man. And I'm not criticizing that. 
You know, when we should have to try to justify everything we say, but, but we have to sometimes. And uh, because I think God, I think, guess, guess where government came from? It came from God. It really did. He's the one who set it up. He's the one that, you know, got it in motion. So as we honor that and respect it, as long as it's not contrary to the word of God. Now, when they start, and that's another thing that concerns me, they may just see how all this is going to flow out. But you've got to understand there's a spiritual world out there. That's behind all this. And that's where you and I've got to connect and get to true understanding and revelation where we, how many of you remember just a few months ago, I told you, hey, not only have I been praying about standing, but where we need to stand. There is a difference. A lot of people want to do a lot of standing, but where you stand makes all the difference in the world. Amen. We want to stand in the right place in the right manner that God wants us to to represent him and serve him well. And that's, that's his approach here against the devil. Uh, there's different things that's going to come out in these few short scriptures. Uh, amen. And that, that unfolds about the Lord and how to respond. Most of all unto temptation. Temptation. And uh, the writer makes it clear to us. Hey, we're all going to be tempted. Nobody's exempt. I don't care who you are. What you get into. How much... Uh, uh, you know, you walk in the Holy Ghost or not in the Holy Ghost. Uh, everybody's going to be tempted. Everybody's going to be tried. Everybody's going to be tested. The devil's going to see to it. God's going to see to it. Man's going to see to it. The world's going to see to it. I mean, there's just so many uh, avenues that we and you and I have to face and deal with and spirits and, and decisions and ideas. Uh, amen. And, and then, then on top of all that, you got yourself. <laughs> Your own lust, your own passions, your own opinions, your own ideals, your own how you reason with it, what you, you know, how, how you're going to address it. And so, thank God we got the one called Jesus Christ, amen, that's going to help us and lay us, a, get, or leave us an example, amen, how to deal with temptation. And we understand quickly, amen, it is written, it is written, it is written. I preached preach a message one time, it is written. There's nothing more powerful than it's written. When you sign that contract and it's written, you signed it, you agreed to everything in the contract. Amen, don't you love it whenever they shove all them papers to you and there are about six or seven of them, you know, and I'm front and back and they give you about three seconds to read it? What do you do? You put your total trust in the guy or the lady or whoever was overseeing your transactions. You put your trust in them. Amen. That everything's legit. Everything's all right. <laughs> amen. It's like some of them folks, amen, is doing taxes. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm trusting you telling me everything and uh, that it's up front and you're not deceiving or lying to me. We're going to send it in and we'll see. <laughs> That's the reason they have all it sometimes. Not, believe it or not, they just do that randomly sometimes. It's not that anybody done anything wrong. They just randomly have them, you know, to give somebody a job. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a fair way to keep a check and, you know, to check on it. I tell people all the time, they're doing jobs, you know, they want something, unless you've got somebody you just want to do the job, fine. Praise God. But if you don't, and if you want to you know, get a good fair price, get two or three, give you an estimate on it. That's the best way to do it. You tell somebody's way out there, or somebody's, you know, whatever. So, here we go. <clears throat> this didn't start, amen, but this went back all the way in, even into Deuteronomy 8 and 3. The Lord, amen, Moses writing unto the Israelite people, uh, informing them and letting them know that they don't live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Uh, Moses' writings here, you, you know it, but uh, we know the, the, the letter of Deuteronomy is written after he done received the information that he was not going to get to go into the promised land. So the next best thing that Moses, as the leader, the Christ-like, if you please, a man unto the called people, the nation of Israel, and, and watch this, we're going to see it, 
They spent how many? 40 years in the wilderness. Jesus spends 40 days of fasting. And so the temptation is who's going to have the authority? Who's going to have the power? Who's going to rule when this thing's all said and done? And, and so even here, now we know that Israel was called his son at times. He's, they were the called out people. They are the elected people. As the Hebrews became the Israelites, amen, you know the process of that. And so even in that journey, he proved to them in the wilderness, praise God, watch this, that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Even, even at times when you're not obedient, the cloud did not lead him, the, the, the desire to lead them, and got even in the wilderness, ways that they had never been before, places they had never seen. Another place that talks about with Joshua, a man, whenever Joshua took over, even in, in going across the Jordan, even there, there had to be a certain amount of distance between the people and the tabernacle or the, the ark, a man, and the, the priests and the singers. There had to be a certain amount of distance there. Why? So we can watch them ahead. Uh, how many of you like to drive down roads and use, you know, at midnight you got these headlights that shine about 10 feet in front of you? <laughs> Praise God. Amen. You're going down this unfamiliar road that you're not familiar with and, whoo, it's a job. You have to get to watch. You got to sit up. You got to pay attention. Get both hands on the steering wheel. And, and, and most time the, the co-driver over there, <laughs> slow down, slow down. <laughs> You don't know where you're at. You don't know what you're doing. Can't see good. Lights are not working good. And so, you know, unfamiliar sometimes. That's, that's what it's saying here. And so that's the same situation they was facing. But he made sure that this is why. Because if it's got a little distance in front of you, it helps, you know, give you time, amen, to follow it. Uh, I don't like to follow people bumper right on somebody's bumper. I'm not a big fan of that. I like to back off a little bit, and, and especially at nighttime, because if I can watch their taillights, I can, I, you know what? I can watch theirs and tell what's, what's, what I'm headed into when they all of a sudden disappear. <laughs> it makes you want to put on the brakes. <laughs> Where'd they go? <laughs> Amen. So, so here we are. Praise God. But you know what? We're serving the Almighty God. He's got all of tomorrow's mapped out. He's got it. And so you and I just got to tap in and be with hope and courage. You know, we, we, we got hope, folks. We're not a hopeless society, a hopeless people. Amen. We got God that's working on our behalf and is going to move on us and help us, strengthen us, and guide us. Amen. Now, none of us wants to be here, but you know what? We're here. The just, amen, suffers with the unjust. And, and I'm not calling that as some kind of judgment. I just think it's part of end time. I think it's part of preparation what comes our way if we'll handle it that way you know what we're going to come out on the other side of this thing better than what we are here we're not going to let bitterness we're not going to let division we're not going to let those things amen seep in in these trying times amen know what we're going to do is gird up our hearts gird up our spirits spend more time in the word of God thank God for technology nobody can't say well I can't hear the preaching what do you mean you can't hear preaching man there's so much preaching out there amen it's still more than enough you can listen to it you know 24 hours a day if you choose to so you know it won't be a lack of preaching, amen, but it's going to be a lack of commitment and dedication and trusting God to, that God's going to see us through this thing, that he's going to keep us and help us, amen, be victorious. And so that's the same way with every temptation. When you face him, you got to point back to the word of God. But this is what the word of God says, amen. Watch this. If Eve, could it been that even Eve would have had to, because uh, we really don't know what she got. If you read that, that little setting there, the instructions came to Adam first, and then we don't know. We just have to assume that Adam had told her about don't touch it. Amen. Don't touch it. But she did. And so could it have been because of that? You know, she felt, hey, just go ahead. But anyway, we knew it was going to happen anyway. So, you know, she's, but God, anyway, I'm going to leave all that alone. We'll save that to after a while because that's going to be part of 
Amen. Thank God for it. Amen. You know what? Union and marriage is of God. God gave it to us. Gave it to us. Amen. To fulfill, fulfill some things and to finish out a race. And thank God for it. Anyway, here we go. As you really begin to watch this and um, if you looked at the cultural connection, I'm sure you read that fear of missing out. You know, a lot of people, you know, he talked about the, the pathologist, every man that done the little study with the little monkeys and how that he gave them the cucumbers and then all of a sudden he gave one a cucumber and the other and a grape and how that just got beside itself. And I'm personally thinking I'd rather have the grapes than the cucumber anyway, but, <laughs> but, but you know how it is. But watch this. What if we turn that around a little bit? What if we get the attitude and the spirit to, hey man, if I don't do right, I'm going to miss out on heaven. I'm going to miss out on the blessings of God. Amen. It's still so worried about, because that's the problem with a lot of people. They're afraid they're going to miss out on, you know, things in this world and, and fun times in this world and things of that nature. But we need to turn that around and say, you know what? There's one thing I'm not going to miss out on, and that's heaven. At whatever cost, whatever restrictions, whatever I got to do personally or even as in the local assembly, amen, this is what I'm going to do because, you know what, I don't miss out on that. I don't miss out upon the rapture. I don't miss out on the catching away. I don't want to miss out on any of that. Amen. I don't want to miss out on the millennium. I don't want to miss out on that thousand years to rule and reign of him as kings and priests. I mean, I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't know how all that's going to unfold, how it's going to unfold, but I just want to be a part of it and on the right side. Amen. On the right side. Amen. Called Jesus Christ. And so, as we watch some of this, he says, temptations goes with the territory. Praise God. How true that is. Amen. Especially when you become a follower of Jesus Christ. Now, watch this. And the writer helps us, amen, to understand that. Hey, I looked up the word temptation. I've made it more of a habit. Sometimes we've got our own ideas and things of what it means and and, and, you know, and, uh, but, but watch this. I looked it up. The act of temptation or the condition of being tempted. Something that compels interest. Attention. Or attraction. Or allurement. Or to pull. Man is a world wanting to pull. Now that's, that's just like what we're facing today. The whole world is being tempted. It really is. And our response and how we handle this will determine how we look on the other side. What do you mean by that? That's what the help department's telling us. If we don't do everything that we possibly can to help uh, slow this down. You're not going to stop it. They done made that clear. But if we can slow it down, at least we have the possibility of, of saving some lives. I told somebody else this week, I said, if you don't do it for yourself, do it for your neighbor. Because if I can do everything I can to stay out of the hospital, maybe that'll keep a bed for somebody that's really going to need it. I'm not saying they are. But I can tell you this much, the numbers are, are increasing. I was told this week, for instance... It was Europe or Italy one. Their death toll in one day went to 600. And that's, that's what they're trying to. Because if you have four or five days of that, and I know we compared it to flu and the 22,000 flu, but that's over four or five, six-month period. And that's the problem with this. When your death toll can go to a week or two weeks and you wind up having 20,000, that's what everybody gets. And I understand that. But at the same time, we're not. But we're going to use balance here. 
First of all, may have been pleading the blood. What kept the Israelites? Did not God keep the Israelites? In times of plagues, he did. You could actually draw lines down. Amen. To see the difference. And so, and, and we, don't, we don't pray that in a manner and a way. Amen. I pray that for all of us. I, I'm still praying for the county, the state, the nation, and the world including our, our, the, the foreign missionaries, God have mercy. Help us. Help us, Lord. Help us, help us in this balance. Help us in this walk. Do everything that lies within our powers to, that, to keep us and help us, you know, so don't get crazy with this. Don't. And it, same way now. When temptation comes and starts luring at you and passions, desires, amen, it causes you to take on actions and do things that you normally wouldn't, wouldn't do. And so. He goes from that, and uh, a lot of this I'm going to try to probably just read out of the lesson to a certain point. They made a lot of good points here, and um, uh, do our best as, as we watch some of this unfold here. Notice the writer brings out, amen, because the book of Matthew helps us to get some insight of probably what? The two most significant events that happens in the one called Jesus Christ. Now, we know two weeks ago, we, start, we, we talked about, studied about... He subject himself after after going to the temple. You know, he subject himself to parents and to authority and rulership in his life. And and then as we last week we studied about the baptism. And so watch these events take place. Number one, the baptism. And and so immediately after this baptism it took place, one of the main events that took place, that Jesus Christ was baptized. He comes out from Jordan now, and he makes his way to the wilderness. Led of the Spirit of God, that that he was filled with the Holy Ghost. It came down like a dove and enlightened upon him, and it's without measure. And so God was the one that led Jesus Christ, the man Jesus Christ, to what is called a wilderness. Uh, we have in our Bible study, if you go back to Cain and Abel, and it was out in the field that Cain and Abel was having their conversation. And if you do a little study on that field, it's like trying to get you in an isolated place. Eh? And so, in one sense, and the writer brings it up. He talks about it. How that it's, it, sometimes it don't make sense, and it doesn't make sense. Most of the time, we preach and we practice, and uh, there's some areas we don't go to, but neither do we believe that we're an island, or we need to get by ourselves. And don't let the devil, amen, isolate you and pull you. But notice who led him to the wilderness. If it's a God thing, if God's doing it, and God's calling on you, there's fixing to be a demonstration of a spiritual warfare. There's fixing something happen and take place. And that's part, amen, it helps us to understand what the fasting is all about and what takes place of crucifying this flesh. And the writer talks about that. He talks about that's when the enemy will attack, amen, is our weakest moments and weak times. And so that's what we got to watch and keep our, our, our guard up, our shield of faith up, amen, against those fiery darts in this pressing time, uh, troubled times, amen, the times that we may spend a week or if you had to spend two weeks, amen, and, and what we call a certain amount of isolation, amen, with the families. But watch this, amen, God set this thing up as a church. It's not his intention. It 
is his intention for us to assemble together. And he said it gave us gifts of faithful ministry. But also, amen, he's, he's given to each family as a man of a house to be the priest of his house. That each house can have an altar. And each house can have a touch of God and a move of God. Amen. Whoever it may be, the family there. Maybe you don't have a husband. Maybe you're, but still, God would show up when you bow in prayer. So we're not, it's just because we can't come here doesn't mean we're going to be tempted. And we're just going to be held vulnerable out there. No, no. As we gather together in prayer and supplication, the power of God, the spirit of God can move on homes and family. Who knows what kind of testimonies before this thing is over with. What God or what the devil may have tried to set up and what man tried to maybe to move her. And maybe not even with intent, but, but God allows it. You know what? Just to see how we're going to handle it. God allows some things to come toward Israel. Amen. And even as Moses warned them, said, hey, you fix and go into some nations. You fix and go into places. And they got some gods. And, and by the eyes and the attraction, they're going to lure you and try to persuade you and cause you, you know, to Balaam. Amen. Watch this. It was by eating. Amen. And getting upwind and for them doing certain things to attract them and get them to do what? To bow unto their gods and to worship their gods. And so that's that's what this thing is all about is, is the invitation. Amen. To bow and worship or serve is the correct word I should say. Serve their gods. And so right here, we, we've talked about it here a while back. You know what? I, I personally believe the United States' biggest problem is self. Gratifying self. Pleasing self. And, and who, what we are. And what we think. And things of that. So that's the reason we must have the word of God. Amen. To kept us, amen, to, to, to get in, caught up and involved in things that's contrary. Amen. Or, or maybe out and way out in left field. Thank God for the word of God that, that we can come back to. That, that's forever settled. And, and David, if you read your lesson, the latter part of the lesson, that's where he told me. He hid the word of God in his heart that he what? Not, not, not sinned against God. We don't want to sin against God. We don't want to transgress against him. We want to hold his principles and commandments. And that's the reason Jesus told us. He said, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. That doesn't mean whenever things find and dandy. That means at all times. And so, you know, this can be some trying times that we're still going to hold on. We're going to hold on to these commandments. We're going to, we're going to keep hold of some things. And, and so some of the warning things, amen, I'm, I'm a little concerned about is apostolics and that we don't allow ourselves to get uh, so caught up with technology that it opens up windows and doors and temptations and opportunities that we get ensnared. We get caught up. And I promise you, that's, that's in the heart of every pastor. Don't, don't think it's not. It is. And, but we have to take all of that in consideration. And uh, I have to admit that most, if not all, they're, they're, it's, it's just going to be, and Brother Odom, I'm sure you don't mind, he, he's, he's going on live stream. He's only got 30-something. He's on the side road. But he, he's having one room set up for it. So it's not going to be church. He's going to set up one room, and he's just going to direct, and that's going to be it. So... Here's the reason. Here's, here's something you've heard others talk about it. This is what we've got to watch. Amen. Once you, if, you, if, you, if you put on a show, come on, folks. You, you might say, well, it ain't going to bother me. Well, you might be the very one it bothers. You might be the one that starts arranging things so you can look good. <laughs> you might be the one that comes concerned about how you look so you make sure you don't look Putting the camera. So uh, anyway, anyway, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to help us. I'm trying to. That's that's what this, you know. And so how we come out on the other side? I, I want us to come out more godly. 
greater confidence, greater faith. Seeing the hand of God, the power of God working through all this and working and operating. So let me get back to what I was trying to say. So we might cure miracles that took place in homes because now families, amen, that maybe wasn't praying as much as they should as a family and things of this nature. Now that you having to be forced to be at home, what are you going to do with it? I told somebody this yesterday. Corey, don't take this wrong. But uh, I sure hope everybody's not going fishing and hunting. And that's all they, you know, going to take all this supposedly free time. We're going to just be, you know, we're going to do our, what we, my goodness, folks. If there's any time that we ought to be on our knees and talking to God and crying out to him to give us direction and help us and be concerned about our brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, it's now. That's one reason my brother's so concerned about me in this situation. I'm telling you, he, he's, but if you'd have been with us a few weeks ago, you'd understand why. Give you a little better understanding of that. Because we realize and understand those events won't do what you want them to do sometimes. Okay? And so here we are. And uh, so as, as we, we go into this, amen, at, at this, this could be a very tempting time that we can allow the wrong spirits and wrong attitude to get a hold of us. So we've got to find that, that perfect place the best we can by the help of God and by the word of God to, to respond unto this and come out on the other side, amen, blessed of God, favored of God, and, and seeing the hand of God work like never before. And you know what? I believe, I believe that as we'll pray together and bind together, we can see miracles, we can see the hand of God touching us and keeping us along this journey. Okay? So let me, uh, let me deal with certain things. Let me go back to that. Over the course of the lifetime, we learn there are times when temptations follow closely on the heels of what? Of a great spiritual service or experience of God. Have you ever had a Sunday night service? Man, you felt like when you left here, man, I, you know, sometimes I make that statement, I could swing over hell and take on the devil, amen, with a wet newton, all that kind of stuff. Man, you just feel like it. And then wake up Monday morning. And get to work, and man, you could, what's going on here? <laughs> what's happening right now? And so, with the Lord, we see this happening from one great event right straight. He leads him into the wilderness, amen. As, as we watch this, now, watch Israel, they failed, they come up short, but now for 40 days and the trial, some believe that. Uh, the 40 days that the temptations all did not start at all until after the 40 days because the statement now that he hungered and he's asking him to turn this stone into bread. That may be true. Uh, but but, but either, either way, it don't make a difference. The 40 is there for a purpose and for a reason to give us a, a, a lightning unto this. And so now this man called Jesus Christ that's going to be tempted, it's going to be tried. And we're going to watch some ways that he's tempted and tried. I mean, he's ever, you know, heard the statement, maybe you've done something, said, I thought you had the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I do, but it's just a little low right now. <laughs> I just let the wrong thing Amen. dominate for a minute. Give me a second. Uh, let me get you an altar and I'll be right back. Amen. So we're all there. But, but this is the real test. This is what this is all about. Amen. And, and as you watch some of this unfold and begin to take place, so, so closely behind the heels of that, uh, always watch this. If God blesses, anoint you, and you used in a mighty way, that may be through a song, that may be through preaching, that may, whatever it may be through the gifts of the Spirit. Hey, the best thing you and I can do is put our guards up. Now, the writer goes and talked about after the fasting, and, and rightly so, because what's it? Hey, the devil's going to attack you either way. Now, personally, I watched this deal. Jesus, I want you to get that one. Jesus was led into the wilderness 
by the Spirit God. Okay? You're going to notice something as this temptation progresses. It was the devil that led him upon the mountain. Began to offer him. So, the first warning that you and I need for is dealing with temptation is to understand who's doing the tempting. Who, what spirit or voice am I listening to? What if I'm giving my time and my effort? That's the reason we, we, we draw lines and we say, hey, don't set certain things before you. Don't entertain certain events. That's the reason our forefathers took such a stand against television years ago before all this other came. Because they knew, even though it was supposed to be, you know, you know, and it wasn't supposed to be too bad, you know, gun smoke and three's a couple. And all this, you know, odd couple. But now we look back at odd couple and we look at it different, don't we? Two men living together. Huh. Three's a company, two guys living with a girl. There was a seed being planted. There was a spirit that was moving behind the scenes. That America thought was just funny and cute. No harm. Until now. We begin to look back. And look where we're at. What we're involved in. Tempted. Watch this. Go back to Cain. God told Cain. He said sin lieth at the door. It hadn't entered in. You have the opportunity now to keep that from happening. And the very source, the very one that could have helped him, is the very one that Cain destroyed. His own brother. Am I my brother's keeper? If you'd have kept your brother, he would have kept you. Before this is over with, watch this. Now this is where you and I are going to be careful in this. Not to judge our brothers or sisters. Whoa. I got the scripture toward the end. It's going to help us with that. It's very important that we be very careful in our actions, our deeds, and our conversations. And what we say and how we say them. And the reason why we say them. Okay? Got a portion I got marked to read, so I'm gonna do it. No doubt God can do that. And uh, actually, that's why I was talking about the field that He was led to a remote. That field there was actually meant a remote area, which in, in Cain and Abel's situation probably was not the best thing. Could it been that Cain felt like, hey, we're out here, nobody knows? See, that's one of the warnings I give us about Facebook. Sitting there by yourself and you're responding, you know. When you may not respond to that way if you'd have been face to face. Or among. I'm going to tell you something. If you couldn't. And I'm not talking about privacy. Well you can put privacy through you. Surely. Surely. Which I'm not. I'm not Facebook start with. So. You know. If you own it. You own your own. What you do with it. How you handle it. It's a tool. Huh. You know. I got a tool called a hammer. I want to drive the nail. And not the wrong one. <laughs> Okay, so that's the same way with that. If it becomes a tool that you use to 
at certain times because you're sitting at your desk by yourself and whatever. And something comes across and because all of a sudden, of a spur of a moment even, you shoot back. The Bible says railing for railing. You see what I'm saying? I'm telling you now. This thing is setting up as more people sit at home, get bored, finding something to try to do. Hey, let's, let's get on Facebook, see what's going on, see what everybody else is. Can you believe they said? You know, he's so crazy. I, I agree with so-and-so. Can I help us out? My, my best advice to all of you, I wouldn't get on it. I'd leave it alone. Seriously. If you use it for family and things of that nature, something wholesome, I'd leave it at that. That went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> no, hopefully not. I'm just trying to help us. I'm warning you ahead of time. Time, time. Watch this. Watch this. And this is a poor example, but it's what I got. I remember when Michael Jordan, it was, I heard it either on the radio or something. I don't remember, but, but I remember this said about him. Somebody asked a, another, somebody who was in the sports about it and all that. Anyway, to help the team. Anyway, they said, what about Michael Jordan? Because he's right at the point of fixing to, to retire the first time. He's, and this is the first words out of his mouth about Michael Jordan. He said, if Michael Jordan don't find something to do, he said, he's fixing to make a mess of his life. This is for a sports writer. And he says, because of two things, time and money. And if he, when he retires, he's going to have a bunch of both. And if he don't find something to get involved in and whatever that's wholesome and upright, he's fixing to make a mess. Now, if they could come up with that type of logic, what should you and I come up with? Okay? That's the point I'm trying to make. I'm just trying to warn us. Hey, man, if, if you wind up there and, and the business is closed and things of this nature and you wind up at home and, and, and you get bored and, and there's nothing wrong with trying to, if you keep up with your family, things of that nature, but please, 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 please be careful. Amen. While you use technology at this point in time, could this be a chance, an opportunity? Now watch this. The God can use it for good, but the devil's going to use it for evil. And I'm going to tell you something. If we're not careful, the devil, amen, will ensnare us, amen, and, and, and trap us in some things. Uh, uh, if you don't think I'm, 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 where I'm, you don't think I'm telling the truth, uh, how many of you watch uh, YouTube or some of that stuff 25 years ago? Probably, probably didn't last, did it? Uh, videos. I mean, you remember, man, don't even allow videos in the house. I mean, in the church. No video, period, whatsoever. But today, it don't have the same effect, does it? Because we watch YouTube. Videos. What happened? What happened in the last 25 years? What happened when certain events happened? And hey, my, my heart, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, my daddy and mama's been gone for years upon years now. And, and what would I give for just a little clip? I don't know how well I could handle that, but... Okay? So, it could be used for good. But don't let your good be evil spoken of. Neither let our good ensnare us into things that's unwholesome. And the devil knows how to do that slowly, gradually. And all of a sudden, you'll wake up and look around and saying, what am I doing? How did I get caught up in that conversation? I... Because you know what? Facebook don't stop anger. 
when you get mad, you know, they tell me they can do it on, because I heard some say, yeah, they text me with all capital letters. I guess that means something. <laughs> Is that cussing them out without, do, I don't know, you know, I don't but but I'm thinking, okay, so I don't try to text nobody with all capital letters. Apparently, it's not good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, if I, if I text something wrong, hey, I promise you, uh, there's some ignorance here. Just please bring it to my attention. I'll try to do better. <laughs> okay? Praise God. But But again, that's how it works. That's how the devil works. You know, he's twisting his story. Hey, he's in the business of doing what? Dividing. Separating. And that's the most fearful thing of most pastors right now. Of seeing their churches getting divided and torn apart. And getting a hold of some habits. Why is that? Because this came out. This thing could last 18 months. What are we praying? I'll tell you what we need to be praying. Let's pray this. If we've got to have a two-week shutdown. My understanding, you know why they want to have a two-week shutdown? Because that's what stopped it in China. That's the, that, that was the best result above everything else. They had a two-week shutdown. And finally, after the two-week shutdown, they finally had a day with no new cases. If that's what works, so be it. The quicker we do that, maybe, hopefully, prayerfully. You ain't gonna, none of this ain't going to work without that. I'm going to tell you right now. How many, want, how many likes the favor of God whenever you're building anything? Anybody's ever you know, been doing something, everything's going backwards, you back up and say, okay, God, I need some help. <laughs> and so we want it here. We want God to help us. We want God to help our leaders. Uh, you know what? I trust Mr. Trump enough in his previous years that, uh, that this, this is not just some host. I believe he'd be the first one to blow the trumpet. I, I honestly believe that. Somehow, some way, they have persuaded him, hey, you better do something about this or this thing could be devastating to your presidential oversight. And hey, come on, all of us know he's not a pushover. He's not intimidated by the Democrats or the Republicans. Let's give him some credit. Now, you would have done that. Now, three months ago, some of y'all would have been, yeah, you're right. But I still believe that. I still believe the man, the man would. I honestly still believe it's in him. They've all tried to rope him in. <laughs> but, but you know what? God knew this is coming. God knew this is coming three years ago. Reckon what would happen if, well, let's don't think about it. Woo! Praise God. Thank God. Thank God. Now, now tell me that God's not alive. Tell me that God's not looking upon us. Tell me that God's not making a way. Come on now. See, see there. Now, let's go to that side a little while. Here's the, here's the problem with some of this. Most people focus on nothing but the negative, on, on the destruction, on all the heartaches and the difficulties. And things. Hey, you know what you and I need to do as God-fearing, God-loving people? We're going to start looking. Hey, look where God's working. Look, he's blessing here. He's operating here. He's operating. I mean, heaven is not shut down, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. The, the throne room is as live and a well. The high priest, amen, is as high as he's ever been. The blood of the Lamb, the touch of God, the protection of God, amen, is alive and a well like it's ever been. And you know what? Even through this, we're going to come through on the other side. And you know what? Not just as good, but I pray now. I've changed my prayer in the last few days. We're going to be better. We're going to be more connected. We're going to love one another. We're going to care for one another. We're going to realize the importance, amen, of our gathering together. Amen. We're going to realize the importance, amen, of having church. Hallelujah. We're not going to let the, amen, this situation rob us of that. 
I'm telling you, I'm telling you, none of that technology can rob us of, of the actual hands-on hands and one another, seeing one another's face in the presence of one another. Nothing can rob us of that. Praise God. So, I got that off my chest. <laughs> Responsible authority, amen, is, is what's going on here. It's what's, what's transpiring. What's this, this temptation, this battle, this struggle that's taken on in the wilderness, amen. If you look at that last part, he fasted for 40 days. You know, and you read, if you read the lesson, he told about anymore. I flesh just cringe for that, don't I? Amen. Sometimes even one meal. Whew, you got to be kidding. Now, folks that died a lot and do that kind of stuff, it probably don't bother them as much. <laughs> Praise God. But some of us that like to eat, you know. I mean, if I really had it my way, I'd have a big breakfast every morning. I'd get by with some of them others, but I'll tell you what, if I eat a big old breakfast every morning, I, I can probably get through most time of dinner and all that. I could eat a little bit and carry on. Praise God. Then get me a, right before I go to bed, fell up again. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's my best two times when I get up in the morning time and when I go to lay down at night. Man, I just seem like I can eat an elephant. But anyway, praise God. But, man, watch this. When it comes to these type of spiritual warfares and battles, uh, we've been taught by the Word of God. These things come. Remember the disciples? Remember the Father brought the Son? Man, they couldn't do nothing with Him. Amen. And this devil was casting from one extreme to the other. And, and finally he tells them, you know, he said, hey, these kind only come by what? Fasting and prayer. And so in this spiritual warfare, let me encourage us. Praise God. Hopefully it's not a forced fast. <laughs> it's a willing fast. Amen. That, that, hey, we do some fasting in this. Not just for ourselves, but for our neighbors, for our country, for, for the circumstances, situations going on, even for our leadership. Our, our president, think, and not only them. Let's, let's be concerned about uh, the men that's in positions of the organizations and places like that. Because watch this. Those men, not only if they pastor, they don't only have a local assembly. They got all the other ministers and, and local assemblies. Remember what Paul said about it? Amen. The heaviness, amen, of the responsibility of all the churches that he had founded and started and, and what he felt as the apostle of the Gentiles, the weight of that it weighed upon his shoulders and his heart and his spirit. To, amen. How to counsel with them, how to work with them. Amen. Come on. I mean, we look in the book of Acts. We, we see a lot of this happening. So it's no different today as God will help us and, and guide us. Let's encourage one another. Let's lift up one another. Amen. Because these, these are times. And so it's about who's going rule. It's about who's going to have the power. And so what was the first thing that he tempted Jesus about? If thou be what? The son of God. <laughs> Amen. We may hear some of that before this is over. I thought you was one of them God believers. I am. Where is he at? He's here. I promise you. If he wasn't, you wouldn't be. The next breath you got, you wouldn't have it. <laughs> you wouldn't be doing as fair and as well as you're doing. That's my heart beating prayer. When, when our president called for that national prayer last Sunday, I prayed that was a turning point for this country right here. It wasn't because of Mr. Trump, and I, I give him, you know, I don't give him, amen, or, or, or that we're America, but because we're still praying, because we still believe in the power of prayer, because we still believe in the power of God, and to make the best of this situation. And that's what we're trying to do, to make, have as least amount of casualties, amen, that we can have, have the least amount of wounded people, amen, before this thing is over. See, they haven't even mentioned that. They just assuming everybody is going to recover. But watch this. If this thing carries on, everybody's not going to recover. Number two, everybody's not going to recover back to full health either. It's going to have some elastic effects on it, just like everything else. I, I tell you, some people have got the flu one time. They tell you, I, I'm not saying sense. 
my breathing, my, my respiratory situation, it's not the same since that moment, since that time. Amen. Only God is the one that can restore us and heal us in such a manner. Only man can do the best of his ability and the ability that God gave him, amen, to make the best of it. But God, God, when he steps in, and so here we're watching this authority and power, amen, because it's by the stripes that was laid upon this man, amen. But you know what? He was overcomer of the enemy. He tells him, amen, when he tempts him, if I be the son of God, cause these stones to turn to bread. Amen. You know what? He didn't, he didn't do it. He didn't let it. Watch what the writer says about some of that. Uh, as you go into the next part of this, turns these stones into bread. Temptations offers an answer for a need or desire. It presents something that will satisfy our appetite of the flesh. Huh. Watch what he says here. It's going to say into some very thing I said Wednesday night. Watch what. First thing the devil suggests is that Jesus do was to turn the stones in the wilderness into bread that they could be eaten. The challenge was prefaced with the words, if I be the son of God. This challenged Jesus' identity. It was an attempt to appeal to the Lord's pride in order to get him to prove his identity. Folks, let's don't let pride be the driving force to prove our identity. Pride's what got the devil. He knows what caused him to fall. What better weapon to use against us? To cause us to fall. Pride. Pride. And so the writer, he talks about that. He goes on that. He said, the devil knew if he could successfully stir up ego of Jesus... He might get Jesus to yield to temptation. Satan did so by not only appealing to Jesus' ego, but also to his hunger. He used this combination to justify or sanctify his actions. That's the reason you and I have to be careful in the moment of temptation, the condition we're in spiritually, or what we might be facing at that moment in time. We're subject to justify the temptation and take the bait and take the temptation and justify, well, if you'd have been through what I've been through, that's the reason I went out drinking. Hey, that's more down to earth than we want to admit. If you'd have been putting up, well, I've been putting up with and blah, 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 blah. What we're doing, justifying the transgression, the sin. I didn't say it was any easier. Okay, don't, don't miss, don't, don't read that wrong. But I'm telling you, that's, there's the key of what power or what authority, what kingdom is ruling in our lives at that moment in time. Here, and, and I'm, time's running out here, so I've got to hurry. So, so watch this. So we don't want pride. Watch this. He said, what heirs of pride in our lives often uh, fall prey to what? To temptation. Pride. You know, I'm not going to be this or that or whatever. You don't let that happen. Don't let it. Amen. Make sure the decision direction we take it. We want to do this in the name of the Lord. We want to do it. Amen. For the glory and the magnifying of his name. The decisions we make, we glorify him. He goes from that, and I'm going to bypass the other. He talks back to hunger. I'm going to bypass that. And he responded to it by this written. We know that. That's the most powerful way to respond to that. Amen. That it is written and, and that we need to hold on to that. Um, the, the latter part of this, uh, again, amen. Test God. Uh, he talks about him jumping off the pinnacle. Watch this. During times of temptation, listen to this. During times of temptation, the flesh can do some strange things. Things. Well, that, that, that topic came up Thursday in the meeting with all the ministers. 
that, that we don't want this to cause us to do something, you know, just way out there that we wouldn't have normally done under the pressure of this or whatever. Okay. So it can either, it can either embrace what God is doing or challenge what God is doing. We can either embrace or challenge. In the wilderness, the devil was tempting Jesus to challenge God. You didn't read your lesson. Go back and read. I don't have time to read all of it. I'm telling you, they've done a good job here. They didn't know what we were going to be facing this morning. Isn't that amazing how God, you know, just works and brings things out and place it. I remember I read one time Brother Jerry Jones because I've had some preachers. Ah, I said, yeah. I said, I listened to Brother Jerry Jones one time. He said, there's two real good reasons why you, you ought to teach your Sunday school lesson. He said, number one, he said, a lot of times it addresses situations that's going on in your church at that present time. And you can read it right out of the Sunday school book. And nobody can say, hey, he just knew about that. And he addressed it. Nope. It was in the Sunday school book. Mm-hmm. It's on time. He said, number two, he said, it'd keep you from getting off your, get you off of your candy stick and preaching to teach things and, uh, you know, that you don't like to. <laughs> it makes sense to me. It makes all the sense of the world. Because, hey, this thing will force you sometimes to deal in some things, work in some areas, in the scriptures, amen, that you wouldn't, I don't care about this. You're right. But it needs to be dealt. It's part of it. So. Here we are. Good deal. Good deal. Test God. Okay. In the wilderness, he goes. He said, our minds may run rapid with thoughts that we may not survey this or that God will not save us if we start to fail or start to fall. That God, that's, that's where we and I, hey, let's, let's don't get there. Let's don't. Hey, God's going to keep us. God hadn't forsaken us. God's going to walk with us. You know, the Bible said he's a what? A present help in the time of trouble. He's a present help, folks. He's with us. You know, if this thing lingers along, and amen, and we have to do like Elijah and pray for our neighbor's hamburger. <laughs> Praise God. Hey, uh, I need that list of everybody stored up. <laughs> Hallelujah. How I many's got six loaves and all this other stuff? I need to know what door to knock on. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just going on with you. Hey, I'm going to tell you now, some of us, we better handle it that way. Okay? It'll help us. It'll help us. It'll help us our spirits. It'll help us our way of handling it. Amen. Because it could be a fearful time, but at the same time, you know what? God's with us. I got enough trust and confidence. First of all, we need to have enough trust and confidence in our prayers. If you're praying for your government, you know what? You can believe that, you know what? Our government's going to do what's best. I don't know if you got the authority. Uh-oh, here we go. Here we go. Jesus Christ has given us that authority. Even over some of that. As we pray it and believe, God can dispatch angels, amen. He can move into services or into meetings and, and give direction, amen, to do this and do that. You know, we always want to give the devil a lot of credit for things that goes bad and things of that nature, <laughs> amen. But, but what's happened, amen, to the area where, you know what, there's a God in the heavens. But he's not just in the heavens, he's a God of the earth. This is his footstool. And he can dispatch angels, amen, to minister to Jesus. If you'll read the latter part of this, after the temptations, after the battle, what came minister to Jesus Christ? Angels came and ministered to Jesus Christ strengthen him. The man Jesus Christ, angels came to minister him. And we see this throughout scriptures. We see where they came in and opened up jailhouses and things. That's in the New Testament. So we have access not only to Jesus Christ, but we have access to angelic hosts. Amen. They can help minister for us and move on our behalf and help us in this time and hour. So you know what? That's the reason. You know, it's not going to keep me up at night. 
If I stay up at night, I'm going to be really praying or interceding for something. And if God wants me to stay up and moves on me, I want to do it. God help me have the strength and energy to do it because there was a purpose and reason behind that. But just to stay up to, amen, to, you know, to check on when's the next and who's next and's got it and is it my neighbor and I'm not going to do that. I am concerned and I'm going to pray for him and I'm going to pray for us. But, 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 you know, if you're going to stay up, let's make it good. Let's talk to God. Let's cry out to him. Call on his name. Again, here we are. We can call on His name because all power in heaven and earth is in the name. Amen. To help us to deal with this, to handle this. Amen. In the manner, the way that He wants us to do it. And one thing for sure, we're going to fight to the end. Let me, let me finish up. I know my time's up and got, got to go. But um, man. There's, there's some good things in this if you just go back and, and read it for yourself. Um, but let's don't become delusioned by this. Let's, let's, don't, let's keep good, clear thinking. Uh, read your Bible, pray. You know, if we wind up having council services the next couple of weeks, and uh, if, if it continues on, we will. We're, we're going to do something, some audio, something. We'll do something uh, to, to help if we can't gather here. Or we may even look at coming at 10 at a time. You know, but there will be, we'll set up something, so don't let that worry you. Don't let that, like I said, uh, we've been through this a little already, not quite the same. Uh, we had not been through it 18 months of it, but a couple of weeks of it we have. And we survived. And so, you know what? I'm believing by past experience. I'm just pulling that stone now. <laughs> pulling right up here in front of us. Saying, you know what? He brought us through that. He'll bring us through this. And so, here's our prayer. Here's what our prayer ought to be. God, through your mercy and grace, if it's going to have to happen in the next two weeks, and I'm not sure it is, but if it does, amen, that it would be successful. Through their obedience and trying the best they know how, amen, and with our prayers and depending on you, that this thing will be successful, that it will quieten it down enough that people can start going back to having normal lives. Uh, you know what? This will help us appreciate normal lives. How many appreciate it when the, the electricity come back <laughs> after Katrina? Man, it caused you want to shout, didn't it? It was a carnal thing, but <laughs> woo, praise God. You know, <laughs> hallelujah. And rightly so, you know. Uh, I, I, I wasn't sitting on the porch with my shotgun. I promise you that. Y'all get away from here. As long as everything's ain't on, I ain't got a bill to worry about. Send the bill, man. Send the bill. <laughs> Hallelujah. We'll, we'll pay it somehow. Just get them lights on. Y'all want some water? You want some tea? You like to have a sandwich? <laughs> Same way here. Same way. God's going to see us through it. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. If, if you didn't, go back, please. Uh, I, I know I didn't. I had a couple of pages of scriptures here. Amen. Uh, well, let me read one. As you stand, let me read this one. James 4, 7, 11. Some of this may not make total sense to you but hopefully it does submit yourselves therefore to God resist the devil and he will flee from you draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you cleanse your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts ye double minded you know use the sanitizer and all that but do it in Jesus name cover it up buddy hallelujah if you don't get a chance to do that I plead the blood in Jesus name anyway hallelujah uh, these things, you know, make a little comp, but it'll work. I promise you, if we do this by faith, it'll work for us. It'll work. God can go to that extra mile. God can help us in areas that we can't. If we'll do our part, now watch this. Lazarus, Jesus, you know, he's going to call Lazarus for it. But what did he ask them to do? They had to roll the stone, didn't they? Do you think he could have had spoke to that stone and it rolled? But he didn't. There was, a, there was an obligation, responsibility, an act of faith on their part to do before he... So if we'll do our part and watch what we can do in, in all the areas, guess what? God will take care 
of the rest. Okay? The latter part of this, because this, this is the main part of the, what I want to get to. Tenth uh, verse, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother, and judges his brother, speaketh evil of the law, and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. Please, let's be careful. Be careful, amen, with the technology. Be careful who you associate with. Be careful of if other churches is going want to do it this way. And some of them, you know, you know, some could have even maybe criticize. Boy, they didn't have church. And Just don't do all that. We're going to work together. We're going to, we're going to, we're not going to let this cause a division to separate. We're separated enough. And I'm not talking just this local. I'm talking about in general. We're separated enough. Now, this could really put the icing on some of it or... We can let this be something, you know what, that pulls and draws us back together in unity. As a nation, as a world. Now, I know some say, well, this could be something. It could be for the devil's side. But you know what? God, if he allows that, that's fulfilled his purpose. Okay? That doesn't mean we got to get trapped up in it. And that don't excuse us if we do. Because we're servants of God. Notice who you bow down. Serve, serve, serve. Watch every time. Serve, serve. If you bow to me, watch this. The devil offered him what? When he took him on that pinnacle, up on that, offered him what? The kingdom. The kingdoms that's been given to me. I'll give them to you. Watch this. Who's a liar? Father of all lies. He couldn't give Jesus that. He lied to him. In most every temptation, they're lying to you. It will not do what it's saying it'll do. It will not satisfy and make you happy and make you an overcomer like they're saying it'll do. It's not going to make you any better person. It's not going to give you any more satisfaction. I mean, I've heard events where, you know, certain people took things in their own hands and when it was all said and done, I said, well, are you happy? No. Not really. But if we do it God's way, what happens? We're satisfied. We find peace. We feel comfortable. We're happy with it. Because God... We're doing it in the name. Watch this. Do all things as unto him. We're going to handle this as best we can as unto the Lord. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. If you go into the wedding, we'll see you there. If not, please, that's fine. I promise you, it won't, it won't be no problem. We understand. Uh, so, we love you. If you got an invitation, if you didn't, be thankful. Yes, we can do that. We can put a basket out. Anybody like to pay their tithes or... Offerings or whatever they'd like to give. Uh, again, Wednesday night, as of right now, we're going to have it, but that may change. Okay? So be, be prepared for that in case it does. All right? Love you. Appreciate you. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. Let's help one another. Hey, if you got some neighbors, let me say this. If you got some neighbors, maybe some elder neighbors, uh, call them, check them, see. Maybe they want to get out. Maybe you can do something to help them. Go get some groceries, fix a meal, put it on the, on the porch. These are some small things that we can do in our own community as unto the Lord that will go a long ways, okay? Uh, I don't know if there's a possibility of that, but there is. There's just some ideas to help us, help us work with this, okay? Love you. God bless you.